today on CityCast Chicago. Over the last year, public monuments and public art across the country have been under scrutiny, including in Chicago. The challenge is representations of white supremacy and colonialism. A mural project in the South Loop was started to honor those who are forgotten in our memorialization of history. But now it's been stopped. We learn why. It's Monday, November 22nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. Now, how two little words that are basically painted in pinks and blues and turquoises, <laughs> you know? Not aggressive, not aggressive at all. No, no, no ugly imagery. That's Chicago painter Dorian Sylvain. Sylvain's mural is at the center of what's become a standoff between a South Loop public arts group and the owner of a parking lot in the neighborhood. Lead producer Carrie Shepard's been looking into it, and she's going to break it down for me. What's up, Carrie? Hey, what's up, Jacoby? All right, help me out. We're going to get to those two little words. But first, talk about the Wabash Arts Corridor for people who don't know where it is or what it is. It's near a lot of downtown universities, but... The big one with the Wabash Arts Corridor is Columbia College. Uh, They manage the Wabash Arts Corridor. Anyone who has seen, you know, a dense urban environment, you see these big buildings and they're just these blank walls. So they work with the building owners down there and they install these huge murals that really brighten up the area, right? It like takes that kind of like dark, dank urban (laughs) landscape and makes it a little brighter. And, um, you know, the one that's probably maybe the most iconic at this point is the moose blowing the bubble. And it's this big moose, huge antlers, and then it's just blowing a big pink Mm -hmm. bubble gum. And as you walk around those (laughs) buildings, like you'll find it's like a range from kind of the moose blowing bubble gum. You'll see flowers on buildings. You'll see the big ass harmony sign. You'll see random graffiti faces. It's like a really... A well-known area. And if you haven't been down there, you got to check it out. So the Wabash Arts Corridor is part of this movement to try and do better with who and what the art, in this case, large-scale murals represent. Uh, So what did they do? Last year in 2020, they saw it as this perfect opportunity to, you know, join the challenging of what are public monuments and public art represent what they don't represent, as you said. So it was the centennial in 2020 of women's suffrage. So they formed a committee. This was historians, public art experts, other stakeholders, um, the Women's Suffrage Tribute Committee. They sought out designs for two murals to be designed. Okay. Now, Jacoby, one would be next to that moose-blowing bubblegum. The second one would be right next to that. Okay. And this is on University Center, where a lot of students who attend downtown colleges live. It's kind of like a apartment-style living for college students. So about a Harmony mural? Exactly. It would go over where you now see the Harmony mural, which is just text of the word Harmony. So this would be a text-based mural as well, the second one. So can you talk to me about the two mural designs they ultimately selected? So the one that you can see now that is up is called On the Wings of Change. It's by an artist by the who goes by the name of Diosa, and her real name is Jasmine Kazaku. So I sent you a picture of this yeah, one. Yeah, I got it pulled up. There's this little girl with like pigtails. So filled with hope and wonder. Exactly. And she's opening, you know, a, a book that is just gleaming with light and history. And then there are 10 portraits of different suffragists. I mean, the mural is absolutely beautiful. 
like it, it it blends these photographs that are like they look like historical snapshots with this this almost like Disney like Pixar like drawing of this young girl. So that's one of the murals. Now we get to Dorian Sylvain's whom we heard earlier and these two little words. Can you tell us more about Dorian and her design? Dorian is based in Hyde Park. She actually has murals and community projects all over the South Side. So she's uh, led a mural on the Bronzeville Marianos. She's done a lot of work on the South Shore, old South Shore Bank building, which is an awesome building. Yes, I have an amazing drone shot of it. So you you know Dorian's work. You've definitely seen it. Um, And she knew about the Wabash Arts Corridor and, of course, was really excited to do something with them. So she had a few ideas. She knew it had to be text-based. And I think it really was just kind of like a a moment of a little light humor when one of the committee members had, had made the comment about Kamala Harris and the I am speaking. And it just clicked. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. I have to I'm speaking. Up. Not only is it a moment that we could celebrate the first female vice president in the United States, but it was a moment to actually kind of reiterate two words that we've been saying for centuries, right? Mm. <laughs> Jacoby, we yep. all remember this moment, right? From the vice presidential debate between Kamala Harris and Mike Pence last year. That was a really powerful moment. And people who didn't even uh, maybe like or advocate for, for Kamala Harris, they took a moment to be like, all right, you just dropped one. You just dropped a gem that we that we won't be soon forgetting. So this is where the the project kind of runs into it a big obstacle. Can you tell me exactly what happened? The first mural we already just explained with the ten portraits and this little girl on the wings of change that goes up. That goes up a couple months ago, but then Dorian and the her mural and her team for what is called Speak Up, which would be these two words. I'm speaking. They were scheduled to start on. September 13th. She probably estimates this is like a $50,000 project. Hold on. I've, I feel like I've only talked to a couple of muralists who was like, I try to go at one in the morning when ain't nobody around and get it up as right. fast as possible. This is not that. This is not that. This is not your, I also know those artists. This is not your street art going snapped. <laughs> Tagging this in. is and much larger, coordinated, organized effort, for sure. There are several parties involved. So the building owner, where the mural's going, they have to be on board for the work. and But also, the artists need to use, in this case, the parking lot under where the mural is going to go. That is their staging. That's their working area. And is that owned by a different... Exactly. So the university center owned by one place. That's the building where the mural goes. Parking lot is owned by another place. In this pla- in this case, it's owned by Loop Auto Parks is what it's called. And, you know, the project pays the parking lot owner. I mean, you know, parking lots in the loop, that's big money, right? So they pay for the parking spots that they are going to be using when they put up the mural. And they've worked with Columbia College and Wabash Arts Corridor. But in this case, the owner said no. He doesn't want the speak up mural. Why is the parking lot owner stopping the speak up mural? Well, all I can tell you is what the folks on the Women's Suffrage Tribute Committee told me and what Dorian told me, which is that the owner thought that the mural of I'm Speaking, followed by Vice President Kamala Harris's name, would be, quote, too political and that the parking lot could lose customers because of it. Too political. Too political. 
the Wings of Change has like 10 people who fought to change politics, who fought to change legislation, to get women the right to vote, put up anti-lynching laws. They are political figures themselves. But so what about this speak up is more political or more politicized? That I don't know. And I would like to know. I have a lot of questions about it as well. I called, I went to Loop Auto. Um, I went to the parking lot, obviously, to see these murals, but also to just see if there was someone there I could talk to. Um, there was no attendant. And then I called several times the company's headquarters and, you know, tried to connect with the owner there, but I didn't hear back. So what about the the building where the mural is actually going to be? Are are they sticking by the the artists? Are they trying to navigate the situation? Because now, you know, we're entering the, the latter half of November. They are. But without the parking lot and the spots where the artists can work, it can't happen. And they tried. They tried. Dorian and her crew tried. Maybe they could you know, essentially like window washers do, kind of get on a board and like rappel down from the roof. That wasn't going to work. So what's next uh, for Sylvain and her crew? The offer was brought back to her, which um, the the committee that organized these murals did not support either, but certainly Dorian didn't support what, which was to change her design. She's not going to do that. She said she has been contacted from by some other folks. She heard from someone in Evanston, who said, "Hey, we'll take it." Um, so, she, of course, somebody from Evanston. Called. <laughs> yeah, we want it. was it. like, "We're down, we're down." Right. We bout it, bout it, bout it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so they were about it. So she's she's talking about that, and actually, there's now like some a little bit of chatter that it is possible that uh, other cities might want it. Do you feel like this story sends the signal that anything that's too political needs to stay in the neighborhoods? And the loop is supposed to be this neutral place where you're just supposed to say, oh, that's beautiful art, but you're not actually supposed to consider the significance. Is that the signal we're getting from this? The irony of this this being a celebration of 100 years of this huge moment in progress, and let's be clear, it wasn't like all women got the right to vote right away. Exactly. But also the irony of this is our first our first in 2021 our first female vice president yeah it's a it's a good question i i i don't know i guess it's a question for anyone who would be opposed to it i don't know i don't know i think it's yeah we got a lot of work to do obviously well carrie i appreciate you look at you diving back into your arts reporter bag <laughs> Thanks for talking to me about it. <laughs> we got some photos of On the Wings of Change and the Harmony Mural where the Speak Up Mural was planned to go. You can find those on our Twitter feed at CityCast Chicago. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Demonstrators gathered over the weekend in the loop to protest the not guilty verdict in the Kyle Rittenhouse murder trial. Reverend Jesse Jackson was out there on Saturday afternoon and says this verdict sets a dangerous precedent. Protests continue Sunday in cities across the country. The Chicago Red Stars didn't bring home their first ever NWSL championship. After taking an early 1-0 lead over the Washington Spirit, the team lost 2-1. Now, this was the team's second straight championship appearance, so shout out to the Red Stars for that. 
The Bears dropped their fifth straight game in a late heartbreaker against the Ravens. They gave up the lead in the last seconds on Sunday. Bears starter Justin Fields left the game in the second half with a rib injury. And some good news to get you through. Join the Playmakers Lab tomorrow night at the Lakeview Low Line for a digital short film festival. Now, the Low Line is this path under the tracks between Polina and Southport that's been turned into a really cool art walk. The collection is based on stories written by CPS students. The event is free, but it is outdoors, so grab yourself a coat and maybe even a blanket. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. City Cash Chicago. City Cash Chicago. <laughs> 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 <laughs>